You found it. No nonsense. No scripts. Real people on real issues. Hard hitting and action packed with logic, reason, and common sense. Everything you need and everything you've been looking for in a podcast. This is Dynamic Independence with Johnny Anderson, Bruce Adams, Marty Foster, and GP. Welcome to it. Last day of the week already. Can you believe it? Uh, no, actually. Uh, I, I was looking at the um, calendar and I was like, how is it already? Like, we're almost halfway through the month. Yeah, so you're, Thursday. You're just flew oh, by. Friday. Yeah. You're, you're just flew by. Yeah. It, it's, it's flying by. And I mean, here in what? couple of weeks is going to be Thanksgiving. That's crazy. And, you know, I, I kind of wonder, are you going to be following the uh, the COVID protocols for, for Thanksgiving this year, just like you did last year? Are you, are you going to follow the the, uh, the same protocols? Because yeah. if if not everybody's boosted, then you're, you're probably not going to be able to have uh, Thanksgiving. I mean, the CDC's already said, try a virtual Thanksgiving and don't don't talk to your neighbors, wave to them instead. I mean, they've already they've already tried that. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they've already given their guidelines. So, I mean, is that is that something you're going to be following down there in uh, good old Oklahoma? Uh, yeah, we'll we'll definitely be following uh, COVID protocols, which is to say, no protocols at all. Um, we're going to act as if life is normal. How dare you? As much lives as, are at stake. As much lives as, are at stake. What's well, wrong with you? True, actually, we'll act as normal as we can when there's high inflation, high unemployment. Our government is trying to destroy the nation. We we have a quote unquote pandemic um, going on, which I, we I do would argue, actually. Yeah, we do. Um, we do. It's the, a pandemic of yeah. government. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marxism and yeah. Um, so yeah, and the thing is, is by the time Thanksgiving rolls around, there's kind of like speculation that if you haven't already gotten your turkey, you may not be able to afford one this year, or they just may not be one because of supply chain. So you know what? I I know that this might be politically incorrect for those that are those that are listening, but the Kyle Rittenhouse case, we haven't really talked about it all that much because I want to wait until the trial's over so I can say ha ha. So I, I just want to wait until it's over because the case has just been torpedoed by the prosecution of all people. They've torpedoed their own case. But anyway, I'm not going to talk about it right now. The judge today said that they were going to go to lunch and let's hope that the Asian food that they ordered wasn't hanging out on one of the ships that can't get into the port off the coast of California. <laughs> to be honest, I've watched bits and pieces of the trial. They had written a house on yesterday uh, on the witness stand. Yeah, I saw him break um, down on the witness stand. It was terrible. I mean, yeah. kid, kid killed a couple of people. You know what I mean? I mean, it, he's he's going to have to live with that. So I, I can understand. But that's why they had him on the witness stand is yeah. you can see that this kid is not a killer. He's not what the media, the, the stuff the media was saying on about this kid. He's a white supremacist. He was going out, oh, just running around shooting that's protesters. CNN was going, the, the dude that was that was uh, taking care of himself on the Zoom call, Tubin, Je- Jeffrey Tubin. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. he had a thing. You know what? Let, let me just, I, I've got it here. Let me just cue this up. And, and you can hear what they were saying on CNN. This is truly, truly disgusting. Listen to this. Jeffrey, two thoughts. Yeah. Two thoughts. One, what kind of idiot hmm. 17-year-old gets a giant gun and goes to a riot? He has no license. He has no training. He thinks he's going to scrub graffiti off with his AR-15. I mean, the stupidity of this is like, what could possibly go wrong? Well, a lot went wrong. The good news for Kyle Rittenhouse is that he's not on trial for being an idiot. He's on trial for homicide. And in that respect, I mostly agree with Joey that this is a tough case for the prosecution because it does seem like he has a plausible case uh, of self-defense. And, you know, if if it were illegal to be an idiot, the jails would be even freer, even more crowded than they are now. Homicide's a different matter. And, you know, he may have a defense. So wait, he just... Hold on. He uh-huh. just raked him through the mud. Uh-huh. And, and said he said, actually has a case. Uh, he actually has a case. <laughs> <laughs> but he's an idiot. You heard him. It's the stupidity of it all. Uh-huh. See, the importance of this case is not the fact that whether we're going to put a 17-year-old kid in prison or not. That's not the, the crux of this. 
the crux is, it, do we have the right to self-defend? We, we have the right to, uh, to bear arms, but do we have the right to defend ourselves with those arms? That's what this case is about. And it'll set precedent, uh, depending on how this goes. Now, based on what the prosecution has brought forward, the case they brought forward, and the judge so far, um, I would say this is an open and shut case. It was, they can't even make the, uh, the, the misdemeanor charge on um, uh, the, 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 having a firearm underage because um, he was 17 at the time, uh, though there's a loophole. There's technically a loophole. If, you're, if it's a long gun, um, that does not apply because hunting, and that was a hunting rifle. Um, but the whole scenario, and uh, by the way, another thing that was important that came out of the trial yesterday, sorry, I, I, I've been watching this. Um, he did not, he did not uh, charge the, the firearm again. So there was a, the story was, he got knocked down on the ground after he had been hit twice in the head, by the way. That's the reason he stumbled. He said he got light, lightheaded and almost fell over because just before that he had been hit in the head, in the back of the head with a block of concrete. Anyway, the, the fact that the kid's still standing is impressive in and of itself. Uh, adrenaline for you. Uh, but anyway, when he was knocked down, shot the, the skateboard dude, um, the story was he cleared a jam and then shot um, bicep guy. Um, Gage something or another. I don't remember what his last name is. Uh-huh. Which, um, by the way, uh, on that point, he testified under oath that Rittenhouse re-racked his assault rifle. Uh-huh. And then the detectives who testified after him said that they found no undischarged shells at the scene, mm -hmm. which means, yeah, except except for except for the forty caliber Glock, which is what uh, what's his name was carrying. Yeah, uh, Gage, uh, yeah. the bicep guy that failed to uh -huh. mention that to law enforcement in his report. He failed to to mention that he was carrying a firearm illegally. Um, but that aside. Um, Rittenhouse testified yesterday and said, no, I did not uh, rack around. I did not charge it. He said, uh, and they, they brought out the AR-15. They showed you, this is what it looks like pulling back the charge handle. It take, you know, it goes back roughly four inches. And um, they were like, uh, the kid was like, yeah, no, I, I didn't do it. Um, and when you watch the video, there, there's no way that was the case uh, going back through it. I, I was impressed in the beginning, like he, but when you when you come to this the fact that he racked the round number one the one witness was lying number two um you could make an argument of intent uh or or something you know, like premeditated or something like that that's basically what the prosecution was trying to do but he didn't do that uh so yeah he was lowering the weapon to try to give them a chance to surrender if you will or not mm -hmm. accost him but anyway mm -hmm. anyway that's that's uh, a rundown of what's gone on so far if you will. Uh-huh. And uh, we'll be keeping an eye on the case. We'll be talking about it again in the future because this is going to be a big one. Uh, it's not It's not as if there's any jury intimidation going on or anything. Is there? No. No, of course not. It's not no. It's not, It's not. not like you had uh, the, the supposed nephew of George Floyd uh, who was going around standing in front of jurors' homes and apartments saying, uh-huh, this is where you live. This is where you live. Uh-huh, this is where the judge lives. Yeah, we know. How is that not intimidation? At that point, how do you not declare a mistrial? The, uh, the, that, that's actually a, a good point on that one because the judge has actually brought it uh, to the attention of the court. He's like, look, the, the law enforcement caught someone recording um, jurors at the drop-off. He's like, and law enforcement uh, had him delete the video and and you know do all that, but he the judge said the next time it happens they're going to confiscate the phone and they're going to det det detain him under my orders. So if this happens again, they'll do something. My opinion that should have been done right off the bat because yep. the video's out there. The kid the 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 dude is is admitting to that. Uh, you have intent now. Um, it it you have enough to uh, to have a warrant in my opinion. Mm hmm. Yeah. Without question. Without question. Um, OK, so we talked yesterday about China, the Evergrande, which is their big property developer. That's like their it's equivalent of their Lehman Brothers, which is what we had back in the States in 08, uh, 07, 08. Uh, they averted default by, uh, I don't know, a few minutes or something like that. They miraculously came up with and I was wrong on the figure. I need to correct that. It wasn't one hundred and sixty seven million dollars. It was one hundred and forty four million. So I, I was wrong. 
I, I was wrong. So I got to make that correction. Uh, they came up with 144 million just out of nowhere. Somehow, I'm, I'm not quite sure, but that's what they did, uh, which that's that's OK. That's OK for now. For now, that's a Band-Aid is all that is. But what they've now done is they've now what's the phrase we like to use? Kick the can down the road. Well, as you kick that can down the road, which is what we like to say, is you kick that can, that financial can down the road, what happens is, is that thing compounds every time you kick it. The can gets larger. So you start out with this little tiny soda can, and then as you kick it, it turns into, I don't know, a five-gallon bucket. And then it turns into uh, a wheelbarrow. Then it turns into something else. And by the time you get down to the end of it, it's a 55-gallon drum filled all the way to the top and sealed up full of cement, and you can't kick it any further. So now that they've kicked that can of $144 million down the road, by the end of this year, meaning a month and a half, so about 45 days from now, the Evergrande has to come up with $366 million if they want to avoid bankruptcy and default. Totally going to come up with that. I mean, it, you know, it's just compared to how much money they owe, it's, it's that's just pennies. You know, the problem with economic warfare is it has a tendency to want to blow back on your own. And that's what China did here is they started the economic warfare by saying, we're going to lock everything down. OK, well, we in the in the West here, like like bumbling fools that we are led by the, uh, the complete uh, ass clowns that we're led by went along with it. They never let up on it. Now we're in economic warfare. And now all these chickens are going to come home to roost. And China's going to go down in the process. A lot of the speculation right now is is China's looking at a, at a full-blown collapse by end of second quarter in 2022, which that would spell a lot of problems for China. China has a few things going on right now. They switched from consumer goods. Right now, they can make consumer goods, but they're not. Why? That is a good question. Why are they not making consumer goods right now? Well, in my opinion, a couple of reasons. One, these jam ups that they have in the uh, the Western countries where they can't get these ships into these ports, which I think that's being done on purpose by the elites uh, to cut off the supply lines. But at the same time, the Chinese can't do that. So they're turning their attention inwards. What does that mean? Are they marketing to their own populace? No. They're building. They're building. Everything has been switched over to military production. They're now building. They just completed their third aircraft carrier in as many months. It will be put to sea sometime in the next 30 to 45 days. The other problem is, is that China is not an energy exporter. China's an energy importer. Russia is an energy exporter. So Russia can actually survive the economic warfare because they have something to sell. The Chinese have nothing to sell other than consumer goods, which they're not manufacturing. So now they're in a situation where they can't feed around 800 million of their own people. We're headed into a solar cycle called the Grand Solar Minimum. Now, as a result of the Grand Solar Minimum, that's going to put a lot of pressure on harvests for the next few years in the Northern Hemisphere. So China's going to fail on that front. China just had the largest snowfall since 1905 yesterday. I saw photos of it today. It was incredible. They had people dying, freezing to death in the north of their country. They've already got two thirds of the country that are suffering an energy crisis. So they're going to be putting themselves onto a war footing really quickly, really quickly. Now, the question is, is why haven't they started it yet? Well, I don't know, uh, to be honest. And this, it, it is, it's sheer speculation by political scientists and, uh, and strategists at this point as to why they haven't done that. Are they rushing production? They don't have enough uh, as, as far as like their logistical supply line. Do they not have enough? Or... Is it the fact that they can't feed 800 million of their own people, meaning they're still buying food from the world market to sustain their population? If they go to war with the world market, then all of that narrative is going to collapse and they're not going to be able to buy from the world market and their people are going to starve and turn on them anyway. So they've put themselves in a real conundrum. Now, the elites here in the West, right, we, we've been... We, we've been putting people through these institutions, right? The, these uh, like the, like these uh, these morons that are at this climate summit. OK, these complete buffoons that are at this climate summit. You heard the clip we played yesterday about that stupid climate justice warrior or whatever in the hell she was saying that this is the problem of the patriarchy and the uh, racism and hey, whatever. OK, fine. That's that's college indoctrination talk is what that is. Notice I didn't say college education. College indoctrination is what that is. So the mainstream talking points don't become about what China has done, as in COVID. Now, whether that was 
started in the United States and then transferred to China and then they cooked it up over there and then released it. Okay, fine. But the fact remains is that it was further developed in those labs and it got out somehow. Now, that's not being talked about. Why is that not being talked about? Because if that was talked about in the mainstream here in the West, everything would change. It wouldn't be business as usual. Everything would change. All the narratives, all the business deals, all the talk, everything would change. And especially the people that are running things that are saying, oh, no, there's no there's no problem with China. No, there's no problem with China because they're in bed with them. That's why. So we can't talk negatively about that because it's their guilt. It's not yours. It's theirs. So anyway, China's in uh, China's in some serious trouble. Uh, and that's not what's being that's not being discussed. That's not even being mentioned uh, anywhere at all. And and the the political class, they know it. They know it. the banking establishment. They know it. They, they know all of this. But sooner or later, you're not going to be able to, to paper over this anymore. Right wing media has been talking about this. Uh, some of them, because uh, that, that's where I've seen some of the uh, photographs of the aircraft carriers that they're, you know, the mock aircraft carriers on yeah. the uh, railway and, and in the middle of a desert. They were testing uh-huh. anti ship missiles on it. I have seen that. So uh, from the right wing media. So at least, you know, at least we have one side talking about it. But it, it, again, is this going to be another one of those? Uh, you're a conspiracy theorist, if you believe this. If you, if you think they're, they're China's going on a war footing, because it, it's again, it's down the party lines because the right wing media is the one that's showing it. Left wing media isn't talking about it. So does that mean the left of America are going to be like, yeah, it's not a problem. China's not a problem. And the right's going, uh, hello, they're literally declaring war on Taiwan and Japan. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Well, uh, Secretary Blinken today said that uh, uh, if if China takes any actions against Taiwan, we'll have to step in. You know what that means? Coming out of somebody like that means nothing. That means absolutely nothing. And and on top of that, why would you even say that? What? Why would you even telegraph that to an international audience? Why would you say that? Idiots. There's no reason to say it. Uh, I mean, the thing is, is the only reason that's being said is because that treaty was made public. That treaty was um, quietly done behind the scenes and was kind of classified, if you will. Yeah. Uh, and the American people didn't know about it until Trump. And then Trump revealed it uh, in, in some of the uh, 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 declassifications. Uh, so technically, uh, the, the administration would get would have gotten by uh, without doing anything because the people wouldn't have known. So they wouldn't have they wouldn't be out here pushing this like, oh, China can't do this. They would be silent if it wasn't for the fact that that was declassified. Uh, This is just political posturing. They're not going to do anything on this. The the Biden administration. Could you seriously, could you see the Biden administration trying to go into another war, bringing us into another war? They can't manage a, a simple evacuation. How many people do we still have stranded? They officially admitted to there's still 14,000 legal citizens that want to return to the U.S. Uh-huh. 14,000. Okay. Let's let's stop and think about that for a second. 14,000. That kind of shoots a little bit of a hole in what Jen Psaki was saying the last couple of days of the uh, the evacuations when she said, oh, there's only about uh, 250 to, to 1,000 that are left. That's that's all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's a there's a little bit more than that. A little bit more than that. And on top of that, on top of that, you've got you've got the flat out embarrassment of everything that this bumbling fool stands up there and says the the embarrassment. Explain to me, explain to me, I'm going to play this clip of of Biden today at the podium. And I want you to tell me what would have happened. And believe me, I'm not defending the guy when I when I make this comment. Tell me what would have happened if Donald Trump would have said anything even remotely close to this at the podium. Listen to this. You know, I've adopted the attitude of the great Negro at the time, pitcher in the Negro Leagues, went on to become a great pitcher in the pros into the Major League Baseball after Jackie Robinson. His name was Satchel Paige. Do I need to say anything else? Every Ouch. single... Every single network, MSNBC, CNN, ABC, none of them, none of them have even mentioned anything about this. Yeah, this would be the next talking point for another the next three years of this administration. Oh, if goodness. This were Donald Trump. There would be investigations yeah. launched and, and there would be reporters standing oh, yeah. outside of every single exit and, and every single vehicle and every single family member's home for the rest of the time that they would be in office. Yeah, this is that was. That actually, like he said that, and I had like 
You know how you had to almost skip a beat? I saw thing. the look on like, your face. He you really were in, you were looking <laughs> you were looking off at the other screen and I saw you just flip back really quick with like your eyes just like wide open. Yeah, it, it's like did he really just I, I granted that that's not as bad as uh, but it, it's so close that we're not allowed to say that. You know, it, it, I, I know other languages still have it like French, they still use that. Yeah, in Spanish. Uh, it, it, it's equivalent it's actually, of like it's, ebony. It's actually, that's what, a Spanish you know. word. Yeah. But, so, <sighs> for God's sake, this, this is what we have as the, the representative of the, <clears throat> the free world. Yeah, right. Okay. Uh, He's racist. Uh, yeah. Just want to throw that out there. He, he really, really, honestly and truly is. France, they're experiencing their, the start of their fifth wave of the COVID epidemic, uh, according to their to their health minister. Can I do this without laughing at this point? Is, is that even possible that, that I can do this without laughing? France is at the beginning of a fifth wave of the coronavirus epidemic, according to Minister Olivier Veron. I believe that's uh, I believe that's uh, the, the right word. I, I, I Sorry if I mispronounced that. Uh, several neighboring countries are already in a fifth wave of the COVID epidemic. What we're experiencing in France clearly looks like the beginning of the fifth wave. Of course, he's saying that on French television, you know, spreading all that that fear porn around and all the rest of it. They register. Yeah, they go on to talk about all the cases that have exploded and everything. I'll tell you what's happening in France. <laughs> the epidemic that they are uh, that they're experiencing is their fifth wave of protests that are in the hundreds of thousands. <laughs> that's, that's the wave that they're experiencing. It's not COVID. That's not the problem. The ones that are actually contracting COVID now at this point are the ones that are double jabbed going into the hospitals. <laughs> that, that's what's yeah. going on. Um, the other thing is, is they're trying to to change the narrative because right now they have um, a bunch of protesters out there protesting all the lockdowns and everything. So they're they're trying to shift the narrative from how are you going to shift the narrative though i mean you're you're shifting the narrative on to what you're going to you're, you're going to try and and do what you're going to try and turn the vaccinated people which i believe are about a third of these countries to be honest because when they say that oh we've got two-thirds of the country that are vaccinated no you don't you wouldn't be behaving like this if you had those numbers if you're going to push that to the group of vaccinated people what are they going to do I'm talking about physically. What are they going to do? And the answer is nothing. They're not going to do anything because they're doing what they're told. You're not going to sick them on people that can stand up for themselves. They'll get knocked into next week. How's that going to work? And on top of that, one of the largest groups in France, I'm speaking of, one of the largest groups of people that are joining the protests are vaccinated people. That's a real problem for the establishment. That is a real problem. And you say, well, wait a minute, why are they joining the protests? Because they agreed at, for themselves, they agreed that it was their decision to go out and, and do the right thing for themselves that they thought was to get jabbed, right? To do their part or whatever it is that they thought that they were doing that was the right thing to do from their government that was lying to them. They agreed to go out and get vaccinated. That was their decision. If that's a decision that you or your family member makes, that's entirely up to you. I would advise against it, but I'm not you. So that's your choice. You're an adult. You can make up your own mind. But for me personally, that's not a choice that I'm willing to make. However, people agreed to that. The French people that went out and got vaccinated, they agreed to that. They didn't agree to vaccine passports. They didn't agree to getting onto uh, public transport showing their papers. They didn't agree to getting booster shots. They didn't agree to any of this. That was never explained. Although it was explained by the people that were called conspiracy theorists and and uh, loons and 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 crazy people, but the mainstream media said no, that's just all that, that's all a bunch of uh, that's all a bunch of uh, crazy kooky tinfoil hat stuff. No, no one's going to do that. They didn't agree to get fired from their jobs if they didn't do what they were told. They didn't agree to that. It's not okay to go out and threaten someone's livelihood because they refuse to do what they're told by their government that's out of control and illegitimate. And notice I say illegitimate. I actually believe that at this point, because given what happened, and I'm just basing this solely on speculation, given what happened in the United States with our election, I wonder how many of these European elections, I'm not singling out one country or the other here, how many of these European elections are actually legitimate? Let's go look. Let's look. How many of them aren't supposed to be there? How many of these people that are supposedly the leaders of these countries, how many of them are 
not actually elected. Because it's very convenient that they're all saying and doing the same exact thing in every country, yet no country's reporting on another country. It's awful convenient. So France is headed down their, uh, their, their fifth wave. <laughs> they're headed down their fifth wave. Uh, Australia this morning, God, I don't even know where to start with that one. Uh, that's, uh, that's just, um, that's, that's terrible. Um, the, um, I want to say the, uh, uh, who is this? This is uh, the Australian health chief. What's his name here? Yeah, Dr. Chris Perry. I'm sure he's a probably one of these TV doctors. He was on the, uh, looks like the Today Show uh, down in, where is this? In Queensland. Uh, I'm sorry. Queensland president of the Australian Medical Association. That's who it is. This is what he had to say this morning. This smart play um, from the premier. There's no doubt about it um, that, that you have to try and uh, get people um, to lose something in order to get something. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> what? And, and look, there are going to be dramas, yep. I'm sure, especially around the Gold Coast area. But there's only yep. really one decision for people to make. Yep. Oh, they're crazy not to get vaccinated. Life will be miserable without being vaccinated. You won't be able uh -huh. to get any. Uh, you won't be able to hide. You won't be able to get uh, a doctor to sign off uh, that you got an exclusion because there's quite set rules on that, and doctors will be audited to see. Every one of their exclusions will be looked at very carefully. They'll get fined. They can get struck off. Uh, the patients who tell lies can be charged with fraud. There's a whole pile of issues, a whole pile of uh, problems if you try and get around the system. Uh, it's going to be very hard to maintain your employment if you're not vaccinated. Uh, you won't be able to go anywhere for any entertainment. Uh, so by all means, get vaccinated. You've got another week where you can get double vaccinated before the 15th to 17th of December when it's definitely coming in. And there'll be, there'll be proof that you've been vaccinated, firm proof. You'll be asked to show going into most venues. So get vaccinated. Otherwise, you're going to have a very, very lonely life and you're not going to be able to maintain your employment. Yeah. I'm wondering... Um I'm I'm just curious. Uh, this this astute gentleman here, who's uh, who's literally threatening people. Uh, I I would I would like to see his financial records. I'd, I'd like to see that. I'd like to see his travel records. I'd like to see who he's associated with. That's what I would like to see. Because I'm just wondering, uh, does it sound like the standpoints that he's taking and and the media their standpoints that they're taking? They say, oh well, uh, it just seems like a no brainer to me. Uh, well, you know, just uh, people are going to have to give up something to get something. I would like to see that financial report coming out of that news organization as well, because I want to know if any of these fine upstanding comrades have been enhanced. That's what I'd like to know. Does that sound like what it is to you? Do you think that they've been enhanced? Uh, without a doubt. It is not the tradition of the Western world to go and hold a gun to your head and say, you're going to do as I say. That's not what the Western world does. So the fact that they're doing it now, this is what baffles me about this whole situation. How is it the people of the West are capitulating so freely? How, how are they just like, they're, they're just giving up their freedoms freely? It, it, I, 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 don't, I don't understand any of it. I don't understand why they're, they're so willing to give up their liberties for, for assumed safety and the thing is, is all the data showing that it's it's giving no safety. That's the thing. I mean, I don't want to sound like mean or condescending here, but I listen to to people like this make statements like that. And I only have one response to that. My, my response is, uh, dumbass, can you read? You know, like I, I just I, I want to walk into one of these government buildings and I'm talking about not not one of the local ones or anything like that. Well, I mean, you could some of them, I guess, but I want to walk into like the Capitol building in Washington, D.C. And I just want to ask a simple question. Is there an adult in charge that I can speak to? That's what I want to ask. And I want to ask the same question to any of those bumbling fools and those sellouts and those scumbags that you just heard threatening people's lives. That's disgusting hearing that. That's not even my country. But I stand with the Aussies that are against that 110%. But is there an adult in charge somewhere that we can speak to? Is that is that even possible? I mean, my God, I, I watched a video the other day, and, and Bruce, I showed it to you. The, uh, the the video of the somebody that some somebody in the back of the classroom that was recording with their phone on the faculty and what they were teaching or supposedly teaching up there, all of them wearing their masks, saying that if she got COVID, the teacher saying if she got COVID and she couldn't go to the concert she wanted to go to next month, then she was going to be very upset. This is what we're teaching our kids. This. This is I, I listened to it. And then there's another teacher that comes up after her 
and does the same exact thing. She's teaching from some some profile page of photos on Facebook. This is education. I think it was the same. I think it was the same teacher. I think it was showing the infatuation of this individual. Okay, or what well, could have been? I, I I don't know. But then she goes down it, the hall. It's difficult to say because it, they're wearing a mask, so we can't tell if it's the same person or not. These people, these like this is just disgusting. I, I'm sitting there. I'm literally thinking to myself, okay, I'm I'm getting more stupid by the second just watching this and watching these people. How on earth do these people make it anywhere? And I'm not talking about in some kind of a job or a profession or something. How do they make it in day to day life? How's that even possible? I mean, you have to interact with people that are on your intelligence level somewhere. I think. At least I, I would think so. How on earth do you make it from day to day with an attitude like that? How, how do you make it from day to day with an intelligence level that's less than an eggplant? All right. Since we were talking about uh, Down Under, let's just uh, drift on over to New Zealand. Uh, Bruce, they've recorded a new death from COVID-19 today. Um, it's, it's, it's a tragedy. I know. I know. You have individuals that just succumb to this stuff. I mean, it's 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 tragic. It, it's tragic. Uh, but New Zealand's been, uh, well, you would think the, the way that they've been treated down there and the way they're continuing to be treated, you would think that that was one of the, the highest death rates in the world. When in reality, I don't think they've lost more than a few hundred people in total since the whole thing started. I don't think that they've had any more than, um, I think they've had less than 10,000 cases since they started. Now, I know that New Zealand is a very small uh, population, that I understand. But uh, this latest one, this latest one, I mean, there's just, there's no words, no words to describe it. Well, Simon, today the Ministry of Health added a, another death to its COVID-19 recording, oh, no. but also said no. it was a case subject to a police investigation that's ongoing. Now, One, news, say, uh, one yeah. news understands that this is in relation to Operation Metals, a homicide investigation launched after a man named Robert Hart sustained serious gunshot injuries outside a Newland motel last week, and uh -huh. he died despite first aid attempts. Now, since his death, health authorities say he tested positive for COVID-19 and One News oh. understands that several people are also isolating. So then you have to ask how someone who sustained these types of injuries and then died ends up as part of our COVID-19 death tally. Now, the Ministry Very of Health says that's because under the World Health Organization guidelines, anyone who dies while also having an acute COVID-19 infection is recorded as part of a nation's death tally. Whatever the cause of death might be. Now, exactly how this man died will be subject to an ongoing police investigation as well as an investigation by the coroner. And meanwhile, three people have been charged in relation to the death and police are still hunting for a fourth. Now, see, see, Bruce, mm. uh, another COVID-19 death uh, because of because of the, the just you see here, you see here the the headline at the at the bottom of the screen here. I can tell you're very interested. You see you see here the the headline at the bottom of the screen. It says Delta outbreak, new COVID nineteen death revealed. What about any of what that man just reported on has to do with COVID nineteen? That, that sounds like a uh, a shooting, uh, a gang shooting. That's what it sounds like. So there, there's a bit of a problem with what he's talking about here. He said acute. Uh huh. Um. So, uh, well, I mean, there's multiple things, but uh, this is this is the thing that stuck out to me the most. Defining what you had a comorbidity, in this case, gunshot wounds, which that's another subject. How do they get guns there when guns are banned in that country? That's a side topic. But like I said, um, gang shooting. Yeah, but but we, we had gun laws. It, it's illegal to have guns. How did they get guns? Anyway, acute. Does the word not stick out for everybody when when he was defining the acute? Acute, when you define it, means of a bad, difficult, or unwelcome situation or phenomenon, present or experienced to a severe or intense degree. Huh. So acute COVID symptoms or acute COVID, whatever, however it was worded there, they, they use the word acute to describe it. I'm sorry, but uh, the man died of acute gunshot wounds, not acute COVID. Acute COVID. I haven't heard that one yet. Well, acute COVID symptoms, whatever you want to call it. Uh, yeah, I'm wondering. I'm wondering. Yeah, I'm wondering. The other three that have been uh, that, that have been arrested as suspects are they now self quarantining <laughs> because of COVID? Probably that that because that's how that's how insane this all is. Yeah, I yeah. mean. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm at a loss for words like 20 I, I years have, ago. We, I would not have like, no, no, I won't even do 20 it, it years. Never I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I won't. I won't do 20 years. I'll do three years ago, three years ago, four years ago, five years ago, whatever. 
If you would have told me that this kind of stuff was going to be going on now, I would have said, okay, look, I know we're headed down a bad path here as far as like technology and stuff. I mean, I, I can see that stuff, but as fast as it is, I wasn't even predicting it was going to go this fast. When was the Boston bombing? The marathon bomber or whatever? 2016? Uh, I want to say 14 to 16. Yeah, somewhere along in there. The Zarnef brothers, yeah. Uh-huh. Jeez, the Boston, uh, that was 2013. Jeez. Okay. Okay. Um. They declared martial law there, by the way, for a time, and people were fine with it because of a backpack. Yeah. And, so uh, and people were so, getting their people were getting their doors kicked in for buying pressure cookers at Target. Yeah. So the fact that I, I guess what, what what I'm getting at is I should not be surprised that the American people are willing to just bend over and take it um, because that's, that's exactly point. what they did back then. That's and point. yeah. What well, was the initial shock, right? It was just like 9-11. You wouldn't have had the Patriot Act if you didn't have 9-11, right? I still, when it went down and they did martial law, I was, well, let's see, was I politically aware? I, I was politically aware enough back then that I'm going, what the hell is this? Why the hell are you calling martial law for, for this? This makes no sense. Like, you don't do martial law for this. I can understand doing like, uh, police blockades or something and life continuing, but the police doing a search for this guy. I could understand something like that or whatever this, but to do a, a full martial law, nobody on the streets. It is now a ghost town. Uh, I, I was, I, I remember uh, talking to family members and, and going, what, what is this? Why are they, why, why are the American people just bending over and taking this? Like, this isn't, this isn't something you do in America. And I remember getting uh, animated about it back then. So, um, I don't know. I, I I forgot about that till till just now and 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 yeah. I remember people telling me twenty years ago, right after nine eleven. You know, two three years after nine eleven. I remember people telling me twenty years ago. At that time, they were saying, "I'm surprised people aren't out there burning the streets down now." As in, angry at the government burning the streets down. Not not this this rioting garbage you're seeing from these morons that weren't even born yet. But I'm talking about we the people. Why weren't we angry? And going after the government for stomping all over everybody's rights back then, as you're saying, why weren't we? We had every right to be. Yeah, that, that, that's I mean, that's been so long ago when we when we say 20 years ago, technically, when you when you look at it that way, people that are that some of the I, I have to look at the ages, but some of the soldiers that died in Afghanistan during that from that bombing, they could have been born after 9-11 and had no like did not see it themselves with their own eyes. A lot of more. Yeah, that that's kind of what my suspicions are. Um, so <laughs> I don't know. It, it it just nobody. It's just times have changed so much. We're 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 doing it to ourselves. Basically, is what what's going on. We're allowing all this to the 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 lockdowns, the the loss of our our uh, kids, and and this this whole indoctrination thing that's been going on. Um, it, it's it's our own doing. I mean, my generation, our generation, right? We should have seen it coming because I, I give you an example. High school for me, drugs uh, was common. I remember one of the the, the farmer dudes coming in with uh, a jug of uh, uh, orange juice. It, it was not orange juice. It was orange juice and vodka. Um, I remember um, and they were they were wasted the entire school day. And it was it was clear um, again, high school uh, sex. All that kind of like the 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 morals that we used to have as a society were completely breached in 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 schools at the time. So we should have we should have known. We should have seen this coming. That's something that goes along with what I was saying yesterday. Is there a way back? Is, is there a way to to correct it? But uh, you need about that time that we're sitting here talking about. You need about that time to start to turn the tide. You need 15 to 20 years to get started on it. And that's literally what it's going to take is it's going to have to it's going to have to move in that direction. You know, I was listening to um, I was listening to somebody Maybe this morning. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. But I was listening to um, a guy this morning talk about uh, homeschooling. Now, we know that and we're sitting here, we're talking about schools and, and what happened in, in schools back then. OK, fine. That led us to this point. So what you've seen because of COVID-19 across the country has been virtual learning. And now the parents are looking at what's going on inside these classrooms and the parents are getting involved. Uh, what's his name? That, that joker down there in Virginia ran his campaign on uh, keep the parents out of our classrooms. Why? 
Well, you know damn well why you want to keep the parents out of your classrooms, because those are indoctrination centers. You're twisting and screwing up the generations that are up and coming that can actually fix this madness that you people have created. Here's the problem. Let's say you protest against that. You fight back against that. As a parent, let's say you do that. Let's say you pull your kids out of public schools, which you have every right to do. And if you haven't done it by this point, I don't know what you're waiting on. But if you do that, it's also a trap. And the man made a very good point on this. It's also a trap. And it's a trap in the sense of the homeschooling material that you have to teach them with. They still own the material that has to be taught, as in places will not recognize it upon their graduation if it's not accredited. Not entirely true. Uh, I was hoping you were going to say that. I was hoping you were yeah. going to say that. The the organization that I went through was Alpha Omega. Alpha Omega is a like Christian organization. Mm-hmm. Um, the the curriculum that I remember taking, um, science was yes, it did teach evolution. Yes, they did have that. However, uh, we there was also classes in there that taught you creationism. It taught you Old Testament Bible, New Testament Bible. Um, it, it, it taught. Uh, a little bit on economics. It taught a little bit on uh, um, government. Uh, government. Uh, it, it was. It, it was a little bit of everything. And I don't. It, it was heavily leaning right. And and by that I mean it was leaning more Christian values. Um, so it, it 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 was very slanted in that sense. Yes. But as far as the it it didn't have anything in there about the social or. or um, the, the new stuff, uh, any of the wokeness, you know, the, 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 it didn't have any of that. Of course, when I was in high school at the time, that wasn't a problem. You, it, racism wasn't a thing. Uh, there, there wasn't this, um, uh, the me too stuff. There wasn't, uh, any of this going on, uh, at, at the time. Uh, hell, we even knew what bathrooms were for who. Like that wasn't, that wasn't a thing. We weren't arguing you'd been, about. You'd have been crazy <laughs> if you'd even brought it up. Yeah. Exactly. So, and uh, for uh, that was that was early two thousands. Like, it's not like that was ages ago. That was early two thousands. <laughs> um, so, anyway, um, I don't know how much that's changed. Obviously, it's been a while, but I'm pretty sure uh, if you find you a Christian uh, outfit that does homeschooling, whether you're Christian or not, the thing about it is the Judeo uh, Judeo Christian values. It, all of our laws are based on it. Don't steal from one another. Uh, you know, don't murder. Don't, I don't know, lie. Don't uh, uh, lust after another man's wife or, or whatever spouse, you know, so don't have affairs, those kind of things. You know, the, the basic kind of things that our society sees as a good thing. Those are those are tenets there. So whether you believe in that religion or not, the tenets are still there and the tenets are the tenets are still applicable to you. So I, I would say even even if you're not a Christian and some, somebody that doesn't believe in that, well, then you can look at the, the Christian side of the curriculum as mythology and still take it and take some some uh, societal benefits from it. You know, as, as an individual, as a person, you, you, you can better live in society following some of those things. So, I mean, our founder said if uh, the uh, Christians are the best citizens. Uh, you know, uh, somebody that's, and that's, that's true. If you're, if you're a devout Christian, you're somebody that's um, looking to help other people and you're a good person yourself. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. Uh, well, at least there is another option. That That's good. There, there is another option. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't made aware of that, uh, that there was uh, different curriculums out there that you can get from like Christian organizations. I didn't know that. So, but so basically what it boils down to is if they, if an organization respect homeschooling in general, uh, uh, you know, so if you got a diploma from homeschooling, if they will respect homeschooling in general as being educated, then they don't really go into detail on which curriculum or curriculum you went with. It's just, you know, uh, do you meet the requirements? And if none of that applies, if, if you're concerned that they're not going to respect that, go get a GED. But see, here's the problem, though. I mean, you'll you'll be able to find a job, sure, but you don't actually get to go into the bureaucracy and go to work because you're not from these institutions. They want yes people in the bureaucracy. You know how the bureaucracy works, of course. I mean, that's what they want. 
They want people to have degrees in their system. And I've been on the inside of those bureaucracies. I've been on the inside of those uh, those corporations. I know how they operate. They want people that come out of the universities that have been brought up in their system. So they talk the lingo. They embrace the wokeness. They don't say no. And they're just mindless little drones that don't know too much. Yeah, that, that, that's true. That is a uh, it's a very real problem. The, the, unless you're, you know, unless you excel in your department, whatever it is that you do, um, there are cases to where um, you're just too valuable to pass up. So, I mean, if you can make yourself that valuable, then it doesn't matter necessarily where you came from. But it's still you had to get through that first hurdle of getting hired somewhere to show mm, yeah. that you're of extreme value. Yeah. And- I, I have individuals in my family that are um, have been given jobs and job offers from major corporations because they worked for a small company and they excelled at their work. That's true. That's true. And and I've actually I've I've seen that you know you get around these uh, the these types that are the uh, the higher educated ones. They really don't have too much of a connection to the real world. They live in a world of academics. That's what they know, and they operate off of whatever the uh, the corporate line is, and they don't step outside of that. They don't know how to. They can't relate to that. This is why somebody. It's the average family, though. Well, that, that that's the average American family. They they live inside of a bubble. Not it may not be like they're in the academic world. But they live in their own. Yeah, bubble. that's true. That, that's that's true. kind of like that's true. That that that's something everywhere. You 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 kind of live in your own little bubble unless you're doing something like what we're doing, uh, or you're you're um, taking the extra effort to, to go in and look at what's happening around the world and in news, and not just being content with what the media is telling you and digging into it and finding out for yourself. If you're that kind of an inv- individual, yes, you may be living in a bubble in some degrees. You know, for example, your circle of friends, they, they may all have very similar political views as you do. So you may not be exposed to the idea of uh, inoculating your kid with this uh, experimental drug, right? Uh, your, your young child, you may not be exposed to that idea in your circle. So, yeah, I, I would argue that that's kind of a uh, not really a problem, but a symptom that the Western world has right now. Yeah, that's a symptom. Uh, I would I would say that that's that, that's a correct assessment. All right. Well, I tell you what, uh, as uh, as inspiring as that uh, that little dialogue has been, we've got time for one more. Uh, we, we can do one more here. Do we want to continue on with the uh, the COVID thing? Do you, I, I mean, I, I be honest with you, I'm, I'm, I'm done with that for the uh, for the day. I, I really don't want to talk about it. Uh, we can discuss it uh, a little bit more tomorrow. Tomorrow, Ned is going to be on with us. For those of you who are signed up to us on Telegram, you will be getting access to that tomorrow. And I have no idea what he's going to talk about. He will be on our exclusive this week. Uh, for those of you who are not, uh, of course, that'll be out on Monday on all the regular platforms. So you will you will get that uh, uh, that podcast. Let's talk about Black Lives Matter for a minute. Uh, they've been kind of off the radar for uh, well for quite some time. They kind of disappeared after the whole George Floyd thing burned itself out. I mean, it just kind of, you know, <laughs> literally. They, yeah, literally. Uh, it just it kind of faded off into the uh, the oblivion. Well, they've uh, they've reappeared in New York. Uh, New York City, of all places, the new mayor elect up there. They're now voicing their opinion, I guess, in in this, if that's what you want to call it. I would call it a threat, but uh, we'll see. When when I say a threat, I'm talking about threats of literally, if this is not domestic terrorism, I don't know what is. Black Lives Matter threatens riots if the mayor elect reinstitutes the NYPD anti-crime units. Um, Okay, I understand that's a specialized unit, but just to be clear, all police departments are anti-crime units. All of them. That's what they do. If we didn't have crime in society, then we wouldn't need the police. All police are anti-crime units. They're there to investigate crimes. And I'm quoting here. If he thinks that they're going to go back to the old ways of policing, uh, what does that mean? You mean actually enforcing the law? Then we're going to take it to the streets again. There will be riots. There will be fire. And there will be bloodshed because we believe in defending our people. I don't think they want us to go back to the old way of policing. No, I'll tell you what they want. I'm not sure they know what the old way of policing is. No, I'll I'll tell you what they want. I'll tell you exactly what they want. First and foremost, these people that are involved in these groups at these high levels, these people are all paid by someone else. All of them. I don't think any of them actually believe in any of the stuff that they're preaching. The woman that was in charge of uh, the the founder of BLM, one of them, uh, after she got out of prison, she had what, like seven mansions? across all the the different parts of the country and and she was examining uh, buying one down in, uh, in in the Caribbean and and she's she's uh, she's oppressed somehow I mean if that's what oppression is man I'm a, I want to be oppressed 
if that's what she just is. do a she just did a multi-million dollar deal with like netflix or something like that for she some did. like biopic yeah. or something yeah she got she got canned from being the one of the leaders of blm so she's out now because that looks bad so she's out and she's now gotten herself a new job not only does she get the multi-million dollar deal from Netflix, tell me that's not got the Obamas written all over it. That's a multi-million dollar deal that she's got going on. She's also been appointed as an L.A. County supervisor. Uh-huh. So I'll tell you what they want. I'll tell you exactly what they want. All of this talk about defunding the police across American cities. Let me explain what they want to do. This is not just New York. OK, so this is just whatever this is. This is political posturing towards a, some mayor elect to make it look like uh, they're going to go to war with somebody that's in a political office, whatever. OK, this is this is crackpot nonsense. They want when I say they the political power structure that has hijacked the country. They want maximum chaos in these cities, when they go for the lever to burn it all down, when they go for their full scorched earth policy, they want maximum chaos in the cities. Therefore, they want the police out of the cities. They don't want any policing going on in any major U.S. city. They're all blue cities. All the cities in the United States, with the exception of one, are blue. By that, I mean they're run by leftist Democrats. Now, I'm not playing party politics. That's not the kind of person that I am. I'm just calling a spade a spade here. They want maximum chaos in these cities in places that they control. Why? So they can then go on the national stage and the international stage, and they can call for UN peacekeepers to come in and restore order. That's the goal here. That's what they want. They want blue helmets on American soil. Yeah, I mean, it, and it'll it'll come to that because the American people will do one of two things. They'll either, which, uh, by the way, my, my, I've already kind of made uh, my point on where my sl where the slant I I believe will end up happening. But um, it'll go one of two ways. You'll either have vigilanteism, so you'll have old policing methods, and by old policing methods, I mean eighteen hundreds. What's that? You're a criminal. We'll shoot you dead now, or we'll hang you right here, right here now. We'll be the judge, jury, executioner, all of that at once. Or it will go the more likely route based upon what's happened in the last 15, 20 years. The people of the West, specifically here in the U.S., will beg the government to institute new police measures, uh, a federalized police, perhaps, or, or to take some action. And that's exactly what will end up happening is you'll either have blue helmets or you'll have a federalized police. Uh, and there you go. Police state. I mean, we're already on the edge of a police state anyway. That, that, that'll that just that'll be the catalyst for the American people to to beg for it. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And that's exactly what they want. All right. We are going to have to go because we're out of time today. So, uh, again, Ned will be on with us tomorrow. That will be our exclusive podcast for the week. So be sure and check us out over on Telegram. You can search for us over there. Our public channel will pop right up. Uh, you'll get all of our podcasts we put out here every day. You also get access early to our exclusive that we put out once a week for our Telegram subscribers. However, next week, uh, we will be taking next week off on it. So we won't be here next week for that one. We'll probably be putting out a, uh, a rerun on the uh, following Monday. But we'll cross that bridge when we come to it uh, if things change. Also, if you'd like to reach out to us or you would like to be a potential guest, you can do so by sending us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. And we would ask you to pass this along to friends, family, known associates. We are trying to grow and we do need your help in order to do that because we're known by word of mouth. We don't do social media around here. So if you could pass this along, we'd appreciate that. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts. Also, if you're rating podcasts, if you give us a rating, we need a chance. We'd appreciate that as well. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. All right, that'll do it for today and this week. Thank you for being here today, Bruce. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a great weekend and we'll see you on Monday.